Thanks for joining me this week on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports uh, with uh, continuing coverage, it seems like, of uh, coronavirus and how it's impacting different parts of the sports world. Um, we're joined this week by Rich Miller, the editor and founder of Sports Collectors Daily. Um, he's a broadcaster, a uh, veteran in the sports collecting industry, a collector himself, and uh, we're going to get his take on what's going on. And, Rich, this is uh, unprecedented times. Uh, you're covering it every day. Have you ever seen like anything like this and how it's uh, impacting uh, sports collecting? No, I think this is a first for everybody. It's, it's uh, you know, you, you try to draw a parallel to something, and the only thing you kind of come up with is, you know, we've had strike years in sports and, you know, products get delayed or, uh, you know, don't come out at all. And, and we've had a few of those over the last, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, I guess, going back to the 94 strike was the big one in baseball when a lot of people kind of got turned off and, and I the products didn't come up. But the, the industry, the hobby, whatever you want to call it, is so different now than it was then. You have so many products being released these days and all different types, and autographs are a big deal inside these products. So um, that's been very strange to, to see, you know, at this point, um, you know, it's been business as usual, but we just found out now uh, that, you know, Panini can't ship products anymore. They're the NFL and the NBA trading card partner, and they also do baseball products, among other things. And uh, so they're putting things on hold for a while, and Topps has also delayed some of their product releases. The auction companies, you know, that run the major auctions, have to adjust things, adjust schedules, and not meeting in person anymore with people, but they are able to seem – uh, seem, seemingly be able to run things relatively close to normal. Um, you know, they typically take a lot of things in on consignment uh, through shipping carriers, and that's still going on, and they're able to put their catalogs out as long as they can find a printer. Uh, just had one major auction launch here uh, as we as we discussed this, and um, things seem to be pretty much as usual there. Um, you know, the grading companies, PSA is, is closed right now as we're taping this, and, and so is uh, Beckett. Uh, SGC no longer taking, you know, consignments, or not consignments, but in, uh, in person, but they are able to do business down there in Florida. So they're kind of the only business operating from that standpoint. So it's, it's had an impact on a lot of different businesses to this point. The collectors, though, seem to still be buying. I mean, I'm hearing from a lot of people that business is okay, even though a lot of the shops have closed. If they have a good online presence, um, they're able to break, you know, new, new products online for collectors um, it's worked so far how long that lasts i don't know yeah you've answered a couple of my questions there already let's let's talk specifics and how it's affecting specific parts of of, of the industry um big retailers and shops um they are uh, i mean big some big retailers are still open because they sell essentials but small shops have closed and uh, and shows have pretty much Closed. So, uh, is everything moved online pretty much? Yeah, I think so. Although we have had a lot of the shops in states that haven't completely, you know, shuttered every business. Um, and even those that do have some orders in place, the shops are able to, um, meet with collectors just, uh, I say curbside service, or a lot of them are delivering to collectors. Um, and a lot of the, uh, the businesses were that. There isn't a problem. You know, they're still open. I'd be a little leery of doing that, obviously, uh, carrying a lot of physical products. But they've made a lot of adjustments, um, kind of a, you know, you see it, you touch it, you buy it sort of thing. Um, some of them have put their individual cards up on a shelf, and they're not allowing people to go through individual cards. So um, from that standpoint, it's, it's changed. We've got a list on our website, a directory of all the shops that are 
able to sell online or through their social media outlets and um, break products, you know, new products that come out, they'll open boxes of cards, and, and that business has actually gone pretty well. So it's been kind of a, a revelation for those who didn't know. Obviously, you have to have a strong uh, online presence if you want to conduct business in 2020. So uh, those that have that and have been doing that for a long time are having success, and those that have not done that are probably going to struggle. And as as you know, as time has gone on, more business has shifted online anyway. So uh, um, this is maybe uh, enhancing that even a little bit more. Well, what about for collectors? You said there's still a demand. Um, this is actually a, a great uh, pastime to do when there's nothing else to do. Um, so I mean, is it, is it a buyer? Is it kind of a buyer's market right now? Would you think? Uh, you know, I, it's funny. I've heard people say it's a good time to to buy, you know, because the prices, some people are a little jittery and they're willing to sell, but, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm still seeing a lot of really high dollar cards sell, and like you mentioned, a lot of people are at home, you know, they're working from home, but let's be honest, you know, when you're working from home, you know, at your regular job, you're probably not working the full eight, nine hours a week, a lot of people, that's the case, so they go home, they maybe can't do some of the same things they did at the office, so they've got a little extra time, and if they're a collector um, or somebody that sells online, you know, now all of a sudden they've got a couple of extra hours a day to buy or sell. And so that from that standpoint, you know, I'm not so sure that, uh, you know, people are finding a lot of bargains out there. I think it's just kind of the, if you're if you're smart and you're looking around and you're being very cautious and watching for new things to come up, maybe you're scoring a bargain here and there. But um, I, I do think that, um, you know, I, I've seen too many cases now of, of these dealers uh, sailing, saying that they're, they're selling more than ever because people are home. They've got time on their hands that they don't really have. Yeah, and people still have money for now. So, for uh, now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about product, Rich? Uh, you said that some of the companies have a bunch of product they can't ship out. At some point, is there going to be a big glut of, of product coming out for for uh, at, at deal prices, or some of this will never come out? What uh, I know this is – Something that maybe hasn't happened uh, in a while or ever. What uh, what happens with? Because you said there's there's tons of new releases, tons of product waiting and, and ready to come out or or anticipated to come out. What happens to all that stuff? Well, we typically see two, three, four products being released a week by the various manufacturers. Um, right now, at least in the couple of weeks, you know that we're in this month of April now. Things are fairly normal, but I think once we get to the latter half of the month into May, we're already starting to see, like, tops put uh, to be determined as a release date rather than what they would normally have on there. So um, it kind of depends on a lot of different things and the process of getting these cards into the hands of distributors and card shops and, and uh, online retailers and breakers. You know, it's obviously going to be a challenge to run out and then just, you know, getting the autographs from the players. I know they do a lot of that by mail, but... Um, you know, for instance, Panini has the, uh, the premier, the rookie premier where they get a lot of autographs, thousands and thousands of autographs signed the NFL rookie premier, you know, a few weeks after the NFL draft. And so, um, it, that is probably pretty iffy at this point whether that takes place, which is really going to be, a you know, a fly in the ointment of trying to get products that have autographs out later this year. Um, so it's kind of a trickle down domino effect as we go. Uh, later in the season um, for football and for baseball too, and, and who knows with basketball we may be facing the same thing. Yeah, it might be and a big as well. Might be a big year for redemptions across uh, across yeah, all sports. Yeah. So, 
Also, a lot of sometimes in bad times, a lot of good things happen. Um, a lot of uh, some players, organizations, leagues, and uh, um, and collectors raising money for uh, for helping uh, various uh, things affected by coronavirus, and uh, that uh, that's always been kind of a theme in the industry: people helping other people. Yeah, I think you know we've already seen a couple of those. Uh you know, take place. Chris Spielman, the former Ohio State NFL linebacker, is telling some of his career memorabilia. And then there's a more organized effort uh, underway where a lot of athletes from a lot of different sports, uh, men's and women's sports, have donated uh, autographed uh, pictures and game-used equipment and all different kinds of things to uh, to help people in this. So I think you'll see more of that. You know, I think you'll see a lot of sports teams. You know, they want to remain in the public's, uh, public's eye, and they want to do the right thing, too. So you know, I, I think we will see a lot of charity auctions going forward, especially as we see the unemployment rate uh, rise and people really needing help, needing food banks and that sort of thing. And players, you know, as we know, let's face it, they've got a lot of time on their hands now. A lot of them still working out, but, um, you know, not traveling all over the country and, uh, you know, playing games. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see a lot of that. And it's a good way if you're a collector to, you know, maybe help cause out and also get something for your collection as well. Yeah, we're talking with Rich Miller, editor of Sports Collectors Daily. And uh, from the mailbag here, uh, Rich, I had a couple other media members reach out to me and, and ask about uh, now through the fall are, uh, is a big time of the year for the uh, for shows. Uh, a bunch of uh, la- landmark and big shows have already been canceled. Uh, where, what does this mean for the national and, and some of the big fall shows, do you think? Yeah, the National Sports Collectors Convention is uh, scheduled to open late July, early August. They have not canceled yet, but, you know, it's just kind of a wait-and-see game at this point. And they are making arrangements maybe to postpone it if they have to and have it later in the year, but it's just a waiting game for everybody. We've seen some major shows, uh, the Strongsville show, which is a big vintage event in in, uh, Ohio that normally takes place, and a couple of other three-day events, uh, CSA shows, were supposed to take place last month. And, um, so, you know, I think a lot of the shows, even the one-day shows, probably going to be on hold um, around the country for a while as we have all these orders in place. So um, there will be a lot of people enthusiastic about them when they come back, but I think, it, you know, we're probably looking at at least a couple of months before we start to see anything, and uh, we'll see what the how things shake out for the national. It's a big event to try and, uh, you know, get over 100 autograph guests coming in and to try to reschedule all those if they have to. Uh, it's going to be a big challenge. Yeah, and plus it's in New Jersey in Atlantic City, and that uh, New York, New Jersey have been impacted maybe more than any other part of the country. So uh, do you think that it, it would be, if they were postponing it, they could even move it to a different location? I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, it's, they, they have certain requirements to, to have this show, and it's why it's been hard to to have it in a lot of different places. They've kind of been on a rotation between Cleveland and Chicago with the occasional uh, visit to Atlantic City of several years, but um, I, you know, I, it's, it's logistics, it's scheduling, it's everything, you know. And, and they need a big enough place to have this. They need enough hotel rooms, but you know, as big as that convention is, it's not a massive convention where you have you know thousands of people in one place for a short period of time. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I I, I suspect. You know, it's possible that rather than cancel it, they could move it to a slightly smaller location in, in some other place. But my guess is they'll try as as hard as they can to have it in Atlantic City at some point 
uh, you know, before before Thanksgiving, maybe if they can, and if it gets past that, they'll probably have to just postpone mm-hmm. it or cancel it. Yeah, we'll be watching that. That would be a shame. Uh, wrapping up here with Rich Miller from Sports Collectors Daily. Uh, Rich, any parts of the industry that you think are really even stronger right now because of this vintage or uh, autographs or anything? Uh, maybe collectors should be. Uh, should be maybe looking at and uh, emphasis in certain uh, certain parts of the industry. Do you think? Well, traditionally the vintage market has been the most stable. Um, you, you typically don't see a lot of movement, you know, up or down uh, on vintage cards. If you do see movement, it's typically typically up. Um, and not saying that you know it's going to be huge demand because you're having a lot of people that might need to dip into their their collections or their their inventory and sell some things now if, if things happen where, um, you know, they're just dealers or, or collectors are needing money. You know, you may see some of that go on. But, um, you know, that's typically the most stable, although, you know, some of the products that have already been released, the new card products, may be in demand if we get to a point here, you know, early next month where we're just not seeing anything new come out. You know, collectors like to open packs of cards, and so they're gonna they're gonna be looking for uh, products that have already been released. So we may see a little bit of a demand for some of the things that have come out in baseball here for the first uh, three months or so, and then basketball and football as well. Um, you know, if there just isn't anything new, collectors want to rip something, so they're gonna look at what is available. And yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure, are gonna be out there kind of snapping that stuff up and uh, thinking that way. So you could see guys, uh, you know. Making making a little extra money than they thought by sort of stockpiling things in the event that we kind of wind up being dry here in May and June. Yeah, and and as strange as it sounds, uh, we're in April and the baseball season hasn't even started yet officially, and and may not for a few more months if at all. So uh, it'll be uh, yeah. definitely uh, something to watch. Uh, Rich Miller, uh, Sports Collectors Daily. I know that your the site, Rich, was really starting to hum before all this happened. Uh, has uh, has it still been good, even uh, as you've kind of changed your focus? Uh, not not changed your focus completely, but started reporting on uh, um, this aspect of the industry. Uh, is, is everything still going well with uh, the site? Yeah, people are still looking for you know news, and we've had quite a bit of that um, related to the hobby and the shows, like we've been talking about, and and uh, products and and different things like that. So they're looking to us to find out what's going on. And then also just, you know, like we mentioned, there's a lot of people with a little extra time on their hands, so they're digging into our feature stories and uh, stories on different sets that we run every day of the week. You know, we post 20, at least 20 new stories every every week. So, um, you know, it's, the traffic has been really solid, really steady, and I suspect that's going to mm-hmm. continue. It's, uh, it's been a you know, interesting time, but at the same time, you know, kind of business as usual for us. I think so too. A great aggregator of of sports collecting news. Uh, interesting read each and every day. I I, I can't wait to get the little uh, the little update in my email box at eleven o'clock every morning. Um, SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Rich Miller. Rich, stay safe and thanks for coming on. And uh, thanks for all the news and uh, your hard work. And uh, you're definitely uh, a great uh, great ambassador and beacon for the industry. Well, I appreciate that, Rick. Always good to catch up with you, and uh, let's do it again. Yep, hope to see you soon, and uh, you and your family stay safe. You too.